you know it's sugar free Now tell me girl, how you like your tea? Up in here, we like it sugar free Come to supper, get up with me What your girl sitting back, I'm a little crazy Ooh, right here with me It's where you wanna be Let's get it sugar Welcome, welcome. Come settle on in and have a seat because we've got another amazing episode for you today here at the Sugar Free Podcast. Now this week, we're still on our money series, Getting Real Coin. Last week, we talked about saving a coin, but this week, we're talking about getting more coin. So just like last week, I want to start this episode with another powerful scripture that just really speaks to the core of my soul. It's just really speaking to my spirit this morning, okay? Now today, I would like to start our episode with a reading from another very good book, The Book of Hustling, okay? Now, if you could just get your book out and you could turn to chapter hood, as in ace hood, then the verse we're going to be speaking on today is entitled hustle hard right so this is an old verse but i ain't ever known a good word to go out of style so the verse says here it's the same old ish just a different day out here trying to get it each and every way mama need a house baby needs some shoes times are getting hard but guess what i'm gonna do i'm a hustle Mm. Just let that sink in for a minute, okay? Let the words wash over you. And then once you've taken a moment, I want you to turn to your neighbor. And if you ain't got no neighbor, I just want you to turn over your left shoulder and say, neighbor, when times get hard, and you know they will, neighbor, guess what I'm going to do? I'm a hustle. And let the church say amen, okay? All right now. Now, for today's episode, we are talking about hustling, y'all. That's right, side hustling. Last week, we talked about keeping a coin. But what do you do when you've got your full-time job and saved all you can from said job and you still need more money? Because as Kevin said, the price of life is just too daggone high. That's when you get a side hustle, okay? Side hustling, which is working a part-time job or pursuing an entrepreneurial venture in addition to having a full-time job for the purpose of producing additional income, has become one of the most popular ways to not only earn some extra coin, but also to trace your dreams or pursue a passion. Today, we are sitting down with the ultimate side hustler. Excuse me, let me put some respect on this woman's name, okay? Today we are sitting down with the ultimate entrepreneur, owner of Fiddle Leaf Interiors, as well as the Creators Coaching Co. and Instagram influencer, Mrs. Anna Bagas Ochoa. Anna, please tell the good people of the Sugar Free Podcast who you are and what you do. Thank you for having me, Sydney. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I am Anna Ochoa. For those of you who don't know me, I tell people I am a lawyer, gone blogger, gone CEO. 
Um, I am still an attorney. Sydney and I went to law school together. If you didn't yes. know that. And I'm still an attorney, but I will be leaving my job as an attorney in six or so months. So I'm super stoked. We will pop all the champagne when that happens. Um, yes. But I really kind of like started an Instagram back in 2017, I think it was. Gosh, that's like so long ago. And I kind of started it for fun. I started sharing my DIY journey with our new house. It was our first house that my husband and I bought together and, um, I did it for fun. And then I sort of started realizing that I could make money doing it and it sort of transformed into something bigger. And (laughs) I started working with brands. Um, I really realized that I couldn't just run my business on Instagram. So I, I started a blog Now I'm making passive income with my blog through ads and affiliate marketing and all of that good stuff. And that's when I also sort of transitioned into the coaching, which is what I love. It sets my soul on fire. I love working with other badass women so that they can really create the life that they want to. And that's kind of been like the, the dumbed down version of my past (laughs) five years. (laughs) Don't worry. We're going to get to the sophisticated version. We're going to get all the way into it. And so Anna is my, my idol. Yes. For every lawyer that has some modicum of creativity, this is the dream, right? Like you, you leverage your legal education to fund your dream. And then you are able to use that leverage to pursue your dream full time. And so Anna has been creative forever. I remember when we were in law school and Anna had an Etsy store and she was making, (laughs) I know, I know. I hate when you have friends for too long. They remember too much. And so Anna has been creative forever. And so I am so proud of her to see her living her creative dreams and fantasies. And I'm a huge Anna stand. So I, I be watching all her tutorials and oh, back there. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So my um, faux brick wall was an Anna inspired DIY. And I can tell you that my boyfriend hates you because every time he does, he's like, stop looking at her page because every time you go on there, you have something more for me to do. And I'm like, but, but oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm not because my house has never looked better and you inspired me because you're always like you can do it too and I'm sitting on my couch like I can't do that (laughs) I can't do it (laughs) I and yeah we did so so excited to have you here so we can talk about your journey so for those of you who missed last week a short recap So last week we had an opportunity to sit down with financial advisor Kevin Matthews and he talked to us about how to save money, how to get a coin by keeping a coin. And so today we're going to talk about um, getting a coin by getting a coin (laughs) through your side hustle and how so many people are using their side hustles for a variety of things, namely to pursue their dreams and to make a little bit of extra money because life is expensive. One of my favorite and oh my God, one of my favorite songs and my sister's like, what is wrong with you is Ace Hood, Hustle Hard. 
<laughs> because as a millennial, I feel like we're all hustling. We all have multiple jobs just to make ends meet. And for the lucky few of us, our side hustles don't just bring in extra income. They also provide an avenue for us to pursue our dreams. And so that's what I want you to talk to the good people about today. And so you told us a little bit about your business, but I want to, this is the sugar-free podcast. So we keep everything 100. So we're going to be digging a little bit deeper into your story. So I would love it if you could start by telling us about your business and then tell us why you decided to start your side hustle in the first place. Yes, absolutely. So like I kind of glossed over before my journey is I would say non-traditional, but I think that that's like kind of every, every side hustler's journey. It's a little bit, you know, all over the place. Um, and I am now really focused on my coaching business and really helping other women really embody that CEO self that is inside of them and become the entrepreneur that they want to be. So that is what I'm doing now, but I started with that Instagram account, posting one picture on Instagram in 2017, turned into this. And I absolutely love doing all the DIY. That's, you know, what, what, yes, tell, tell us about your IG page and what that one picture was and how you kind of got started with, with that and what motivated you to get started with, with that part first. So I really started it for fun. Being a lawyer is cool. <laughs> soul crushing. Read soul crushing. <laughs> um, yeah. It kind of sucks the soul out of me. And, um, you know, as an attorney, you're in the business of conflict, right? That's pretty much what we do. And I don't like that. <laughs> so it really Same. does suck the soul out of me. And, um, so we moved into our house and I am a creative person and I could finally, you know, when you're in an apartment, it's really hard to like do all the DIY things. You can't change things. So I sort of just went crazy doing, you know, ripping out our kitchen and redoing it and ripping out our bathroom and redoing it. And I sort of just was like, Oh, I'll just put this on the internet and see if anybody cares. And turns out people really care. So <laughs> my page grew over the course of a couple of years. I think I have like 35,000 followers now, which in the influencer world isn't a lot, but I still get paid by brands now to post things. And I work with awesome companies that, you know, we got, we did our, our floors, our hardwood floors we got for free. It was super cool yes. that in that initial picture. Oh my gosh. I think I deleted it because it was so bad. was like just a picture of, um, like a chalkboard frame that we had in our wedding. And it was like, welcome to Casa de Ochoa. And I was like, <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if it's even there. You can go check. And that's on my, my fiddle leaf interiors account. But, um, that again, like expanded into blogging because I, I knew that I didn't want to just run my business on social media because social media is borrowed ground for anyone listening. Okay. I will preach this till the day I die. You do not own your social media. Um, so I got myself a space on the internet with my blog and my website and, that's when people started coming to me asking me like, well, I'm like trying to start a blog and I don't know what I'm doing. So 
that was my first foray into coaching and I created a blogging course and that has since transitioned into me. Basically I'm launching a new program very soon. It's called you gone CEO. And now I'm really going to be working with women to create their business and, and really be the CEO of their own freaking life. <laughs> yes. I love it. Boss, boss babes. So before we get into your business, I know that every side hustler is trying to leverage social media on some level in order to build a brand and build a business. And you are one of the few who are able to successfully leverage social media. And I know you said that 35,000 followers isn't a lot, but girl, you know how people got two followers, them and they mama (laughs) do not undersell that part of it. And so how did you grow your Instagram following? And then how were you able to get to a point where you were able to, to monetize it? Yeah. So gosh, listen, social media in 2017 was very different than it is now, I think. And that, that's a big thing I tell people too. Social media will always change. We don't know where it's going to be in five years. And it's a very different game than it was back then. It was so much easier to grow back in 2017, 2018, before, you know, the algorithm changed and all of of that stupid stuff. But I just sort of, you know, I I did take a, I think it was a $7 Instagram class. Really? And it was specifically for like the home decor community. And I met you know, connected with a bunch of other amazing home decor accounts. And we really just sort of like helped each other grow. Gosh, there were like hashtag games and like crazy things that don't really exist anymore. And it sort of just snowballed, um, into 35,000 followers, you know, and, and a magazine cover. Yes. Booker. (laughs) Which is my book wall for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Anna created an antique book wall where she uh, used coffee to age some old thrift store books. Like y'all can tell I'm a whole stand, right? And then she put the books on the wall and then painted a big old horse over them. And I feel like that to me was like your breakout moment when the tides really started to turn and you went from just another DIY Instagrammer to like, boom, I've arrived. I am a force. That is true. That probably was like my most popular project ever. Um, And he did end up on a national magazine cover. So Yes, I love that. And and I feel like for anybody that's in this world trying to utilize social media, um, I feel like that's such an important pivotal point to note, because it only takes one project, one post, like for people who have been maybe out there toiling away for months or even years, it only takes one post to go viral. And then you too could be on the cover of magazines. And is it that do you feel like the point where you were able to start monetizing your IG? Started monetizing before that, but it was smaller projects. For me, Booker happened in February of 2018. And then I went to a conference. It's called the Haven Conference, and it is for home decor DIY bloggers. And I think that's where I really learned about 
how to monetize and how to strategically approach brands. I had been doing it before, but I've, after that conference, I saw way more success. And I do think that it was like on the heels of Booker. So it was like, you know, when brands are going to my page, they're like, Oh, cool. (laughs) This is awesome. So I learned more of the strategy behind it. And I was able to actually, like you said, leverage some of that lawyerly negotiating and all of that and, and start getting actual money for, you know, hundreds of dollars instead of, you know, here's $50 for an Instagram post. It was, I was able to really step up after that. Awesome. Do you have any, any advice or tips for, for how to do that or how to go about like somebody's come to you if, and wanting to monetize, like wh- what are your, your tips for that? Yeah. So one, you have to know your worth. Um, I see what happens. I see a lot of people is like, oh, well, this brand wants to work with me and they don't want to pay me. They're going to send me free product, which by the way, is not free. You have to pay taxes on it over a certain income amount. Go talk to your accountant. (laughs) Um, But people, they're like, well, I don't want to ruin this relationship with this brand. So they'll do it. And then that sort of sets them up for doing that all the time. You have to know your worth. You have to know when to say no. And if you're just starting out, just start looking on LinkedIn and finding brand contact information and reaching out, or there are platforms specifically for influencers. And it doesn't have to be, you know, there's people on those platforms with under 10,000 followers, like Aspire IQ, Popular Pays. There's some really good platforms out there that directly connect influencers and creators with brands, which is awesome. That's good to know. I'm I'm taking notes. Look, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to level up my yeah. own my own situation. Yes. Okay. So you you had your breakout moment with Booker. And then you started getting published in national magazines, started being able to leverage your Instagram account to have paid partnerships. And so after that, how did you get into blogging and kind of what was the process for that? And how did that elevate your brand even further? Yes. So I had started my blog before I really knew, like before I was even monetizing, before I had, had made that transition. Like I, I started blogging before Booker, but I was not really dedicated to it. It was kind of just like, a throw a post up there whenever I feel like it. And there's a lot of strategy behind blogging. And I really did just start because I did not want solely depend on social media. And again, after that conference, I sort of realized I really need to invest in my blog. I need to stop feeding my ego. Okay. Because social media in many ways is just feeding your ego. We're all very concerned about the strangers liking and commenting on our stuff. Of course. But blogging is a, it's a longer game. It's, there's more strategy. It takes more time, but ultimately, I mean, you don't see big companies running their business only on social media, right? Like CNN, Abercrombie, Redfin, Wayfair, whatever, whatever companies, they all have websites because you need a place that you control. So that's why I got into blogging. And then it sort of shifted. I started focusing more on it. And that's when I was able to grow the blog and monetize through ads, affiliate marketing, right? Where people are clicking on your links and buying things. 
and even increasing my rates for those collaborations, because now I have a blog where a company can ask for a blog post that's going to live forever on the internet, as opposed to an Instagram post that people are not going to care about in 48 hours. <laughs> this is fascinating. I had no idea you were monetizing your blog, but yeah, share with us how, how that works. Yeah. So there are really, I would say four or five big ways to monetize a blog in the, especially the beginning, but then there's sort of like the long-term big ticket ways you can monetize in the beginning ads. Um, after about three months of being live, you should be able to sign up for ads with Google and basically that's pay-per-click. So it's, all dependent on traffic. You want to be always driving traffic to your blog. And that's where a lot of that strategy comes in. Um, but ads and then affiliate marketing, which you can do also on social media, right? You see everyone saying swipe up to this, swipe up to that. Okay. You are, <laughs> it's affiliate marketing. Um, and if you buy, or sometimes it is per swipe, you're giving that influencer or creator a small commission, but you can do that on your blog too which is awesome. And it's just, it's there like forever. People are clicking, people are buying, and then I get a commission. Um, and then through the same brand partnerships, right. Which you do on Instagram, but really educating companies, because I think, I do think they're a lot more focused on social, but educating companies about how a blog is evergreen. And if you haven't turned, heard the term evergreen before, it means essentially it's not a time sensitive thing. And then you get to collaborate with them and charge them more money. And then the end game is like digital products, coming up with a digital product, of course, and selling mm. that through your website. Mm. So we're going to get to the course. Cause I feel like that's like the coup de gras and <laughs> all of, and all of this progression of your side hustle slash entrepreneurial journey. But before we get to that, I have a question about the monetizing. Like, is, is that fruitful? Like, can you make a lot of money with the affiliate marketing, the ad? Like I had never thought of those as being um, viable sources of income for like a blog. And, and maybe I just haven't done enough research, but yeah, like are, are those viable sources or is the the course the digital product that the real goal for these our side hustle dreams yes <laughs> but the big ticket is digital products absolutely but there are 100 bloggers out there who are established and they drive so much traffic i have a friend who is a food blogger and her end game for her business is ad revenue and that's it but it takes a lot longer and a lot more strategy and a lot more of that hustle, right, to get there. So if you're starting out, creating that digital product or course is a much more viable way to make an income earlier. Mm. Like I said, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes because <laughs> this is season one of the sugar free podcast. But by, you know, season 15, we want to have ads, all of that. I'm, I'm taking notes. Okay. <laughs> website. Start monetizing that. <laughs> so we do have a website, but I skimped on the website. I'm a, this is sugar free. I'm going to. And so, so you guys know from our previous episode that this is not my first entrepreneurial journey. I used to own a law firm that was pretty successful for three and a half years. I still own formerly forms, which was a huge lift 
financially in getting that up. It's a digital product website where people can go and they can download. And so I know the process of getting a website done, but for this particular venture, because this is my first like really true side hustle venture, my previous two were full-time entrepreneurship journeys. And so girl, I'm tired. Okay. Like I'm, I'm working a job. I was like, look, done is better than perfect. I'm going to just I'm going to just get this little website up for now and we will improve upon it as we go along. So it's really just like a landing page where you can go and see the episodes. But now that I know that that is where we can go drive traffic for the purpose of ad, not just so people can have another way of viewing my um, my website. I'm like, OK, let me let me get it together. But I, the the financial and time commitment that it took to get formally up and running I was like I know I don't have that in me (laughs) and so this is what we got for right now that's the thing with getting a website right is you can improve upon it later it can grow and build and all of the things and you can better your strategy and then add put in the ads and do some affiliate marketing and all of that it's like you said done is better than perfect that's absolutely true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and pro tip, since um, I, I'm still a branding attorney and IP attorney at heart, pro tip, even if you're not ready to build on your website, lock down your domain names, park it, park a page there and just lock them down because these IP vultures, if they see you on social media, they will go to these uh, site registration websites and they'll buy them up and then they will have the rights to your website and you'll be paying thousands of dollars to try and buy it back. So as soon as you have your idea, even if you're not ready to act on it, I can't tell y'all how many domain names I own. <laughs> Listen, and Ana, I don't know if you can relate, but as a creative person, I get ideas all the time. And yeah. so every time I have an idea, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get all the socials. I got 50 uh, social media pages. <laughs> Because the lawyer in me is saying, snatch everything up. And so I have it. So if any of y'all are hoping to get Bald Girl Diaries, I already own it. Sorry. Don't even try. Right. The Biz Law Boutique, I own it. I see other people using it, but I own it. They don't know that. So all, all different kinds of things. And so, yeah, I don't know if you can relate, but but that's kind of been a little bit of my my journey side that's so true like get a domain it, at the very least <laughs> go buy the domain okay <laughs> and make sure it matches the social if you can and you yeah. may have to change the this your name a little bit so that your social and your domain name can match but acquiring those digital assets early and making sure that they all align is so important for building a strong brand sure so Detour aside, so back to the honest show, because this is where we are today. So you have talked to us about how you were able to successfully monetize your blog. And then the culmination of that being creating this digital product. So tell us about that part of the journey and how it has now ballooned into, I don't even want to call, I feel like calling you a side hustler is disrespectful, okay? How that has ballooned into this journey to full-time entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I started with that blogging course. That really was my first real digital product. And that was just, that was suggested by a friend on Instagram who, same home decor, and she was like, 
I want to start a blog and you're the only person I know to ask. So you should create a course. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. So, you know, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. This was last year. And so I was like, sure. Why, why the hell not? So I created a course and it's been very successful. This is my little wall of students over here, 35 or something blogging students right now. And it's so, I think, important to note that this baby is only pandemic born. So it's not that old. It's not. It's not. I mean, really, it's I re I did my beta test of my course back in July of last year. So it's basically been a year, but I didn't relaunch until December. So this is really and that's when I increased the price and all of that. The beta launch was like way reduced cost. So you can do it. That is, that is the whole episode. You can do it. <laughs> yes. And one thing that I think is also important to note about your journey is that everybody wants to be an entrepreneur now, right? Everybody wants to start a business and start a side hustle. But although your coaching business is maybe in its infancy and only a year old, you have been at this for almost five years. And I think that that's so important. And the people that I see being successful at entrepreneurship are people who have built in that equity somewhere. Of course, you have those anomalies where you see these 12 and 13 year olds who are selling 50,000 t-shirts on Instagram. And I'm, I'm proud of those babies, right? But I think that for the vast majority of people, I think that people are more likely to be successful in entrepreneurship if they have acquired some skills from somewhere, right? If you want to be a full-time entrepreneurial consultant, then it probably helps if you spent a few years at Ernst & Young or, you know, Accenture, like actually getting and acquiring the skills that you need to be successful on your own. And so you were able to use the equity you had built in your social media and your blog to then launch a successful coaching program right out the gate. And, you know, within a year or two, be able to parlay that into full-time entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like you said, credentials matter. I mean, it's not, definitely there's, there's people who you don't have to have like a, like a lawyer, you know, legal degree or um, an MBA or anything like that to be successful, but it helps even just my law school degree and going through law school itself and being a lawyer for six years has taught me so much that I have been able to transition into my entrepreneur experience. And it's been so helpful. So don't be afraid of credentials of your past, of your whatever you didn't like in your old job and being able to at least take some of those skills and like pop them into your dream life. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the crossover, the skills are unmatched. And that is one thing that I too am forever grateful for being a lawyer is that we know how to figure it out yes. and to do anything. And so I definitely am grateful to lawyering for that. Negotiations, like a lot of things. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so I think another point that everybody is dying to know, you're telling us that you are living the dream, right? You have been able to use this as an opportunity to go into full-time entrepreneurship and make this your full-time job. At what point, do you think it's time to make the leap from side hustler to full-time entrepreneurship? Or what was that point for you when you realized I can do this full-time and not be out on the curb on my butt? 
<laughs> you know, and still live the life that you want because, you know, people say this and, and I don't agree with none of these people that say money ain't important. Like the lies, the lies, right? Like you can't eat if you don't have no money. You can't can't pay your bills. Like, you know, I even if you ain't paying them on time, you still need money to pay for them. And so at what point did you feel like it was time and you could also financially support yourself in your lifestyle. Yeah. So I think, I mean, like you said, it, it is a numbers game. Like you have to sit down and look at the numbers and your financials. You can't just be like, Ooh, it sounds good. I'm going to quit my job today. Like you can, I guess, but you, you might be back begging for it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> tell so, the people on it, tell them <laughs> that. Like, you, yes, money is important and you have to sit down and look at your financials. And that's, you know, thankfully my husband is a finance guy. So, you know, we've got all the Excel spreadsheets and we look at the actual data. Like you have to look at the data before you make that leap. So for us, it was like, once I hit this X amount of money, that's when I can leave. And that will most likely be, I, I could leave now. Um, but also we're building a house where, you know, I'm, tr I'm not trying to like skimp on my dream house. So I'm like, you know, while I'm working from home, while we're still in San Diego, I'm going to pocket as much money <laughs> from my day job as I can. And then I'll be a lot more comfortable when I quit because you, you know, I could quit now and then again, hustle my little butt and it would be fine because at some point I have to hire myself. So yes, bet on yourself. <laughs> yes. And, and I would be, you know, making more money in my side hustle if I was working it full time, because you just have more time, but I'm not going to leave a job where it's like, okay, this is great. I'm working from home for now. And I'm just going to pocket this money. And then when I do leave and I do quit and I do go full time, I have a cushion. A cushion is important, friends. It makes you a lot more comfortable. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. Yes, I it mean, does. Important. <laughs> Tell the people that is my mantra. It's and important I for your mental health too. Like you don't want to be stressed and then something goes wrong in your business and you're like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> what do I do? If you have a cushion, it's like, okay, I can, I can ride this little tough spot. We're good. <laughs> I love when people give practical advice about entrepreneurship because it's social media, yeah, social media can glamorize it. And people don't really have a full picture of what life is like when you are 100% the sole source of your survival. <laughs> that, 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 that's a scary place to be. I think it's, it's equally empowering. I know on my journey, I, I have felt like so empowered that if the world ended tomorrow and with the pandemic and working in sports and entertainment, the world threatened to end for us in my business, like at least 50 times. And so there was a lot of anxiety about whether any of us would have jobs. And so in the back of my mind, I felt empowered, you know, if, if, if the world hits the fan, I know I can get out there, hustle and get after it. I didn't want to like the, the mental thought of having to, to get yeah. back to that hustle life was not, you know, appealing, but I wasn't worried about my ability to do so. And having a side hustle also has built a cushion so that I was like, if, if the world ended tomorrow, I have different streams of income to where I will never again be 
on my butt. And so quick antidote before we get to these last couple of questions. So when I had my first job at a law school, I was unceremoniously fired. The, the most devastating part of that outside of like, I've worked my whole life to be a lawyer and they hate me, <laughs> right? Outside of that, it was just like this feeling of being trapped. I was like, what am I going to do financially? I felt so scared because at the time I really didn't enjoy my job and apparently they didn't enjoy me a whole lot either. <laughs> um, but I felt, I felt too scared to quit because I didn't have any other money. And then I also, when I finally did lose my job, I was scared because I was like, I don't have any money. I don't have any other things. And so that's one of the things that is so important to me about having side hustles is like, I will never again be in a position where I'm fully dependent on my full-time job for survival because nothing in this life is guaranteed. And I, I know that I, I'm a pain to deal with everywhere. Like my full-time job, is right? Like it, it could be lights out for me anywhere at any time. And so I need to be ready. <laughs> And so that's one of the things that side hustling has given me is some level of peace of mind, A, that my full-time job is not the final say in what I earn, but also that if if they decided, you know, we done with you tomorrow, like I'm not going to be on my butt out on the street. But having another job has been extremely difficult or several other jobs has been extremely difficult to, to manage. And so that's kind of where I want to end our interview is telling us how you are able to juggle having a full-time job and then also working in your business full-time and DIYing the house. Can I also just say really quickly that I'm so glad y'all bought this house because I was like, Anna, y'all running out of rooms to re remodel. What we going to do now? <laughs> like, we can't do the kitchen oh. again. <laughs> so I'm so excited. <laughs> I do think like I've pivoted so many times. And I think that that's something that you can't be afraid of in the entrepreneur space. You have to know that you can pivot and you have to know when to pivot. Um, but yeah, I haven't been posting like DIYs because we're like out and I'm like, well, we're selling this house. So why would I, you know, invest more money in it? Um, but yeah, I'm excited to share the, the build journey because I think it's going to be, it's going to be so fun. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> but yeah, tell us how you balance, balance yeah. it because I feel like most people don't know how they can find the time in their day to yeah. do both, but they can. Well, one thing, and I know we've talked about this before about like, you have, you do have to hustle, right? Like you, as an entrepreneur, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time thing, you have to hustle, especially in those beginning stages of your business. Um, but there's a big difference between hustling to feed your ego and hustling to feed your bank account. And I see a lot of the first one. Why are you trying to call us out on it? Why are you trying to make us feel bad? <laughs> 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 because especially like you said on social media social media glamorizes this ooh hustle hard blah 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 but i'm like you're hustling to get likes and comments from rando people and you're hustling for the sake of hustling you're not hustling to you know you're not going after those money making tasks that maybe are not as glamorous that maybe you're not going to post and brag about on social media but they're actually going to bring you money into your bank account and that's where you have to focus, especially at the beginning, especially when you have a full-time job. I don't have time to spend 
working my nine to five and then trying to make money and also like online, like, Ooh, like hustle hard, you know, like, Ooh, I gotta get all the likes in the comments and saves. Like, please like me, like me, feed my ego. No, it's not about feeding your ego, especially when you're starting business, you have to hustle, but don't hustle for the sake of hustling hustle for the things that are actually going to move the needle towards your dream life. And being strategic in that is so important when you're starting out. So if I only have two hours a day, let's say to put towards my business, where should I be putting those two hours? What, obviously it depends on what your business, you know, anyone listening, it depends on what your business is, but you need to sit down and, and think about what is the one thing in your business that is going to move that needle towards you funneling money into your bank account. Like, look, we're all businesses. Let's stop making money a taboo topic. Everybody needs money. Everybody wants money. You need money as a business. (laughs) The grocery store needs money as a business, right? So whatever is going to move that needle towards you building that sustainable and financially free business is what you need to be focusing on. Don't be focusing on uh, posting every day to social media if that's not actually going to bring you money. I know that's hard to hear sometimes. <laughs> well, even would you say the same, even as like, let's say I'm a new entrepreneur or side hustler. I have zero social media followers. Like we talked about earlier, you had built up quite a bit of equity in, you know, your social media and your blog before you were able to kind of, so if I'm a zero, zero followers, is, is social media still not the best use of my time and place to put my energy? I would say you need to schedule time. I would not spend all of your time on social media. If you have two hours a day, right? So that's what, 14 hours a week, or even if say, get rid of the weekends, it's 10 hours a week. Spend one of those days creating your content, getting it all scheduled so that you can post it all. But the other four days, you need to be focused on whatever your actual business is. Yes, marketing and all of that and and getting eyeballs and traffic on your business is important, but it's not going to be important if you're not actually building the business. Does that make sense? It does. That leads us to, to our last question. What is your best tip or advice for people who are looking to get started as a side hustler? So one, and I know this sounds too easy, but you have to make up your mind and you have to start like that. You have to just start, um, whether you know what you're doing or not. And, you know, in the beginning stages of your business, uh, Google university is very helpful. And YouTube. (laughs) Yes. YouTube, (laughs) Google, very helpful, but also recognize that at some point in your business, well, really at all stages of our life, we don't know what we don't know. So for me, Once I got to that point where I was like, okay, this something I'm stuck, like things aren't moving, investing in a mentor and coach was the best thing I ever did for my business. And that's also why I wanted to coach other people because I, I know the value of it. Like we all go to school, we all go to traditional school to help us in our career path. So if you're starting a new venture, why wouldn't you invest in someone who has gone before you, who can help you reduce that time and help you learn what you don't know, because you can't search on Google for something if you don't even know it exists. 
So for me, investing in that coach and mentor was hugely helpful for my business. And that's now what I get to do for other people, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for a coach, go to Creators Coaching Co. and hire Anna as your coach. Okay. So we get, you know, a little shameless plugging. So before we let all of our sugar-free guests go, and thank you for that wonderful advice. This has been so informational, like and educational. So, you know, if you want to take a break from Google, go ahead and tune into this podcast because there were some gems dropped today. But before we let any of our guests go, we have to do our sugar-free quickies. Okay, let's do it. Yes. So they're just quick fire questions, either or nine to five or full-time entrepreneurship. Which one you choose? Entrepreneurship. Duh. Yes. (laughs) Ironically, our previous money, money guest, who's also previously full-time entrepreneur, current side hustler and full-time, he chose nine to five. Interesting. You know, I, I can see it. I can see the, you know, depending on the lifestyle you want, there's something out there for everybody. That's what's important. Yes. So uh, side hustle or hobby? Side hustle. You got to make the money. I (laughs) If it's a hobby and you like it and you can parlay it into money, like why wouldn't you? Amen. Getting real coin. That's why I love you, girl. So would you rather be a lawyer or a creative? Oh, creative. Come on. <laughs> I had to ask. I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. I had to ask. Uh, what's more important, money or passion? Oh, passion. I love money, but oh, if I, that's, that's the thing. I'm making money as a lawyer and I could live off that money in my nine to five, but it sucks my soul dry. And I would rather have less money and be passionate and love what I do. Money is important, but, but passion is my answer. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I do feel that, but I like money too. So we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to find a way to be passionate and yeah. have money. <laughs> Last one. What's more valuable formal education or school of life? Oh, okay. I'm going to say formal education because I don't know that I would be where I am without it. I think street smarts, what you learn as you go through something is so valuable, but the credentials, they're really great. (laughs) (laughs) A sense of credibility too. And again, like not saying for those of you who may not have a law degree or an MBA or whatever, you can absolutely freaking succeed, but I'm so grateful. Like you said earlier, I'm so grateful for my legal education and I wouldn't be here without it. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you? Okay. So on Instagram at creators coaching co that is the coaching side of my business. If you want to go see the DIYs, uh, you can find me at fiddle leaf interiors and then my website for the coaching is creatorscoachingco.com. So I hope I will see you there. Yes. And we will drop all honest information in the comments so you can look her up. You can get in touch with her if you were inspired. I know I was inspired. You know, I'm, I'm counting my coins right now. Like how much the class cost? so if you are inspired yes I do and I have referred people to your course and so as an entrepreneur that is so important referral I I tell everybody about you 
I really do. So thank you so much for giving us your time today. I so appreciate you. And I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and dropping these gems with our guests because they need it. They need this financial stability. Okay. Like nine to five, we all need a job. We all need to pay our bills, but we all need the second, third sources of income to make sure that we can build that generational wealth. And we can get to these real, real coins. Okay. Thank you so much again. And thank you all out there for joining us. Make sure you tune in next week for another great episode, plenty of real talk. And of course, plenty of the most exquisite tea. That's 100%. Woo chow. Mm-hmm. What a show. We shared some good old tea today, didn't we, friend? Thank you for your presence. I truly enjoyed you at the tea party. And we appreciate you sipping on some sugar-free tea with me, your host, Sid Mack. Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar Free Podcast or at Sugar Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends. And be sure to keep the tea party going, a with plenty of tea that's 100% sugar-free. <laughs>